Well, one of the main components announced in Ottawa yesterday is a series of measures that aims to cut off the funding for the ongoing blockades. And it certainly caught the eye of many people yesterday. All crowdfunding platforms must now register with the money laundering watchdog FinTrack and financial institutions can freeze or suspend accounts suspected to be linked to the blockades without a court order. So is it fair? Will it work? James Cohen is the executive director of Transparency International Canada, the country's leading anti-corruption organization, or this country's leading anti-corruption organization. And he joins me now to discuss this very issue. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Uh, I, I was speaking with Perrin Beattie yesterday. He's the defense minister who introduced the Emergencies Act back in 1987. Um, he felt the financial measures announced were what really stood out to him overall. Uh, do you agree? Were they were they were they surprising, or were they uh, something that you had anticipated? Um, there's been a lot of talk and a lot of focus about the financing for uh, the convoy. So it's not too surprising that something about the financing was drawn up. Um, it's interesting what got proposed, and I think there's still a lot of clarity that's needed. Uh, we've definitely been advocating about the need for financial transparency uh, you know, to, to make sure that Canada's not a hiding place for dirty money um, in various contexts. And so bring it into this context, there's still questions around it. Right. I mean, for listeners who may not be fully aware, what is the government proposing? What has the federal government put forth as part of the, this Emergencies Act, um, these, these rules they, they, they want to bring in? Right. So from what, as I've read it, uh, there are two aspects. That first, the crowdfunding or all crowdfunding platforms will be under the supervision of FinTrack, that's Canada's financial intelligence unit. It's not an investigative body, it just collects intelligence and then passes it on to uh, law enforcement. And so crowdfunding platforms have previously not been under their jurisdiction, but the intermediary payment systems, say like pay, the money service businesses like PayPal or Stripe, they were or still are, and so are Canada's financial institutions. The second thing that, I, as I've read it, is that the financial institutions will have the ability to freeze financial assets. As I've seen it, it directly to businesses uh, that are connected to trucks, as the finance ministers claim or deemed, uh, are part of illegal activity or illegal blockades. Uh, so that's the second part. When you look at specifically the crowdfunding aspect, and I know this has been mentioned in other reports that Transparency International has done on other issues such as political advertising and so on, but how much of um, how much has crowdfunding changed the dynamics of following money around? Well, there, it has been cited by anti-money laundering experts. There is a risk around money laundering. Um, things like you know, if, uh, say, somebody puts up a campaign on a crowdfunding website, uh, my relative has had cancer, please help me. People have uh, put in donations. And then there are some scammers who kind of set up an identical uh, account, writing people's emotions and have that money funnel into, say, uh, you know, a numbered company and steal the money. Um, it's also been flagged that it could be used as a laundering method to move money from uh, a proceeds of crime to a legitimate 
form of the economy. So there are risk factors in crowdfunding. Are there concerns about money coming anonymously from other countries into another country to promote um, stuff such as protests and so forth? Is that ever, is that something that's at least the transparency of it, not knowing where the money is coming from and who's donating it? Yeah, I think outside of crowdfunding, this conversation has already been happening, uh, mostly connected to China and Russia and ideas of political interference um, and funding political activities in a subversive manner that way. So there is already conversation happening around it. And I think what's going to come out of all that's been going on in the last few weeks, there will probably be a conversation around foreign funding. Um, Are we okay as a country with transparent funding for political activities? And it's just the idea of anonymity or is it um, foreign funding in general? Because one of the things that was interesting here is that while most of these rules under the Emergencies Act are temporary, at least the FinTrack aspect of this seems to be, at least the way it's been proposed, appears to be permanent. Yeah, we'll have to see how that comes out, because normally that kind of thing would be debated in Parliament. There would be a consultation, a public consultation, uh, especially from all sides that are affected by it, uh, and it would go through proposals. Um, so there's a hope that you know the proper conversation and the proper analysis will happen, and you know these measures will end after the 30 days or even before that. And it may have very well been that crowdfunding websites were going to come under uh, our Proceeds of Crime Money Laundering Terrorist Financing Act eventually, but during a proper review because the House of Commons is mandated to review the PCMLTFA every. Um, Five years, I believe it is. You said you still had a lot of questions about what was announced yesterday. Where where do the the question marks still lie? I think the big ones are how does the government square the almost squared peg of illegal activity into the PCMLTFA? Because you have two sides to it. You have terrorist financing and proceeds of crime money laundering. And unless the government said we've identified a designated terrorist group that's part of the convoy and we are directly addressing their finances, well, that's already in the law. They can use that. Or if we've realized that the funds are coming from a crime, say, um, you know, from a corrupt act or from drug uh, smuggling or something like that, and was going filtering back into the legitimate economy via this method. That's the proceeds of crime. This idea of funding specifically what the finance minister called illegal activity, illegal blockades, it's a little bit of where does that fit in? And I think we need a lot of transparency around that and a lot of transparency of what are the geographic sectors that the prime minister said it would only apply to and for how long. This is um, you know, used improperly and some people might say that right now is even an improper time, can set an alarming precedent for the future. Uh, or depending on your politics, it, sends, it sets an alarming use of it right now. So there needs to be a lot of transparency around the explanations of how this is used. Uh, the government can't just pull a trust us, we have intelligence, we know what we're doing. Uh, not, I'm not speaking from a legal perspective, but from a social contract perspective, 
for the public to trust the use of this, um, there needs to be a very high standard of transparency in the government's explanations. Because I mean, when you look at the way it's been announced, at least you're, you're, you're right. It would seem that that it would apply to neither uh, proceeds of crime or terrorist financing, uh, at least not how it's and and what I mean the precedent you discuss. What precedent does it set if we don't see the proper conversation around these around these matters? Well, I mean, even if you don't agree with the politics of the convoy now, at a time later in the future, if there is a protest um, that you really feel passionately about is using every means necessary to get its point across, and the Emergencies Act is provoked or is used again, you know, the, the precedent is there. Uh, to use it, or maybe even, uh, you know, it's not, the government now does not make their case very clearly and, you know, with a high degree of scrutiny, doesn't make their case clear. Uh, Another government can kind of use a low bar of transparency and accountability as their excuse to invoke the act as well. I'm with James Cohen, the Executive Director of Transparency International Canada. We've been talking about new rules brought in as part of the Emergencies Act invoked uh, yesterday by the federal government. These rules announced by the Finance Minister, Christia Freeland, are targeting uh, the fundraising that has been feeding protests in Ottawa and blockades across the country with a number of rules, um, some of which they've at least at first seem to announce have announced will not be temporary, but may well, in fact, be permanent. Now, James, you spent a lot of time studying other facets of, of, of how Canada handles uh, such things as money laundering and, and the proceeds of crime. I mean, when you look at these at first glance, do, do they seem like they're workable? They could be workable. Uh, so in the first instance of money serv- or of uh, crowdfunding platforms having to report, you know, the to FinTrack, the, the money service businesses like PayPal and Stripe, they they were already had to uh, conduct reporting on suspicious transactions. And then, of course, the banks that they then deposited the money into, they also had to um, declare it. So this is really just kind of moving the barrier one back. And as I said, it could have very well been that under a future review of the our anti-money laundering laws, that it was reasonable to bring uh, crowdfunding sites under the purview of uh, our laws in FinTrack. And so I'm not sure if it will have the biggest effect. Some people might um, not send their donations anymore out of caution. Uh, on the freezing assets, so you know, bank, financial institutions are already have their anti-money laundering programs in place and their risk and compliance programs to monitor suspicious transactions. So it could be said, well, now they just have one more target. But the thing, as far as I read it, is that the RCMP will be directly collecting data from on the ground, say license plates, uh, and finding out the owners of uh, trucks and feeding that information to financial institutions. So unlike, say, most money laundering that's trying to be obscured through various mechanisms, um, the data is right there and being given to the financial institution, as far as I can tell the way it's going to work. So it might be less strenuous on financial institutions uh, to do the checks. I'm I'm still, the one thing that I've been struggling to try to understand is if, if if people haven't committed any crimes per se, uh, and the people donating the money haven't committed any crimes, the people um, at least on, in these protests haven't been charged with any crimes, or at least most of them haven't, where does the illegality lie? 
I mean, I know you're not a, I know well, you're not a legal mind, but, but yeah, <laughs> where does the illegality lie? Well, that's where we need very, very clear definitions from the government of what specifically they're talking about on the illegal activity. So say, you know, if the convoys got out of their trucks and moved onto Parliament Hill, onto the lawn and stayed there, is that not, that I think most people would call that not illegal. Maybe you don't agree with what they're saying, but um, that that would be freedom of speech. Or is it, you know, the blocking of critical infrastructure and critical routes like the uh, the borders and the bridges? Um, maybe that's a you know, speaking purely not from a legal perspective. Maybe that's uh, a clear cut case. And then you start getting into well, what about blocking uh, the roads in Ottawa? And that's where we get into, you know, the RCMP is being mandated to assist uh, in implementing bylaws. Do people get a warning before their information is then sent to the banks? So this is just where a lot of clarity is required. And things can't be done on a whim basis with very loose definitions. Because, I mean, obviously, there's a time factor here. These these uh, measures are meant to be temporary, at least trying to bring down the protests and their funding is meant to be a temporary, or at least a quick measure. Uh, do you feel like you're going to get the right amount of clarity about, about clearly, there's going to have to be a reassessment of these at some point um, in the near future if they're going to become permanent, I would think? Yeah, um, I mean, for the government's sake, uh, I certainly hope that they... Um, make things clear and for all citizens sake i hope things are clear because you know this is unprecedented um it's can be distressing maybe the convoys were distressing to people but this is also distressing to have an emergencies act um brought in and then as you said you used the word protests but the government has specifically said the words blockade um so that's the kind of thing that really needs to be clear is you know the prime minister said we're not going to be infringing on freedom of speech. Okay. But we are going to go after legal activity. So the, you know, that can't be a matter of, well, a person knows when it's protest and they know when it's a blockade. No, no, no. They have to be really specific on this. In the broader picture, what, I mean, is this a good step for Canada in, in other ways beyond just these protests? Are these ultimately is, is putting crowdfunding under FinTrack? Is, are these ultimately good things from your standpoint? You know, crowdfunding under FinTrack, uh, potentially it was something that was going to happen sooner or later anyways, because it is a vehicle that can be used um, for frauds and for money laundering. So based on a transparent risk assessment by the government, it may have happened uh, regardless. Um, this kind of gray zone wiggle room of the use of the PCMLTFA, I mean, if it's not very clearly defined, um, it, that, can, that can cause potential problems. Um, and if it's not clearly defined about is this about very specifically illegal activities versus political activities that can also cause a worrying precedent. And then again, it comes down to, are we worrying about anonymous funding of political activities versus uh, transparent funding of political activities? And there's definitely risks around that happening, but all of this has to happen in the kind of clear light of day conversation. Definitely not, um, a precedent that's set in Emergency Measures Act. And I certainly hope that when this is over, you know, the, go- 
part of the Emergencies Act is that there has to be an inquiry and a review. You know, I hope that a bar is set about what was done right and what was done wrong and what should not happen again and what could happen and what would be allowable again. James Cohen, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much for having me.